Gang, gang, gang. You What's hearing up, me, bro? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I sound normal? Yeah. All right, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Go to Jang. I'm getting right to it, bro. I know, it almost fucking knocked my head off. How did they meet? Who who was the person who suggested doing a song together? Who had the vision? Actually, I actually wouldn't be surprised if it was Twigs. Because she's like always talking to rappers on Twitter, just like about random shit. I gotta follow her on Twitter. She like randomly tweeted Lil Uzi was like, I like your music with like a heart or something. <laughs> yeah. Like something, like literally, like, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it said. And Uzi just like sent back one of those purple devil emojis. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So we might be getting Lil Uzi Vert twigs. I would be very into that, probably. Mm-hmm. If it was like Uzi music that featured FKA, but even if it was the other way around, still would be very down. One second, bro, I gotta get a glass of water. son where'd you find this there's the new makami joint i mean really the whole album is out on title so if i was on title i hate title but i hate title that's what i don't like about it is like there's not other than just like uh, releases, what am I trying to say here? <laughs> Other than <laughs> um, exclusive releases, it does nothing different. <laughs> like, it's not like Title is like cooler than Spotify. Like, it has anything that Spotify doesn't. I don't know, man. The people that are on title, and, they and like it's really like a fuck couple with exclusive releases. They really fuck with it. I don't get it. But I don't need three, three freaking streaming service. Right. Why do you have Apple for no reason? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you don't need all three. And if it's like, I'm not about to pay more money, and I also pay for like certain music on Bandcamp. I'm not trying to pay all this money for, for Makami. I mean, I love Makami, but... Yeah, you're not going to buy the like, 444 uh, and 44 cent, uh, like, 
full uh, LP set <laughs> in like the wood <laughs> Mox Hard yeah, Lemonade I'm, packaging. I'm alright. I'm alright. It's pretty tight. If I had 4444 just to kick on it, I might do it. In the meantime, though, this is my fucking cut right now. Alright. I wasn't exactly stoked. Y'all know that. I wasn't exactly stoked about the Juice World album and the singles that were on there. But when I heard there was going to be an OVO, sorry, an XO and 999 collab in the in the weekend in Juice World. Y'all know I'm here I for that. Hear. Weekend's got my album of the year. It's cool. I'm just I'm hyping up the I'm hyping up this Juice World single. This is my shit right now. I haven't heard this yet. I think it's nice. I think it's got that nice kick and bounce that some of the good Juice World songs have. It's not really too loud and exciting. It's kind of depressed <laughs> and forlorn. Have you watched any of the after hours music videos yes dude and you know who's making that is like the first uh black owned animating studio in japan oh, I, I actually you know what's funny is i actually have not seen the full videos shame on me but um i've seen both from that studio posting them and the weekend posting them um you know some of the the important clips of them i gotta go through and watch yeah. all that because uh, obviously I, I love everything that I love everything going on there mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty fire I mean the the videos are just like so weird so strange but in like a really invigorating way mm. the weekend is like really rebranded himself quite a bit yeah he He's kind of like, almost feels like yeah, he's like getting into like a method acting. Dude, he's with had album. like three or four different iterations of himself at this point. Yeah. Because like trilogy weekend was just like, I'm gonna get. All I care about is, I'm gonna get this bitch hooked on every kind of drug, and then <laughs> that she's I gonna like. be with me forever and maybe even the ones until that I, don't I don't want her i'm anymore. a little scared to try myself too much yeah. and then there was like starboy weekend which was like and beauty behind the madness too was kind of in the middle there but it was yeah. it was that first like i'm really going michael jackson with like everything yeah I do. like kinda cinematic crazy over the over the top but like necessary mm -hmm. and then after hours weekend is just like I watched The Joker, <laughs> and now I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> I've watched every Joaquin Phoenix movie. Yeah. I watched The Master, and just... <laughs> my mind fell apart. I watched that movie not too long ago. That movie was weird as hell. Yeah, I watched it too, and I made the mistake of starting it at like 10 p.m. It wasn't over until like 1.30. I think I heard about it. I think I heard about it from friends, but really through the film enthusiast Instagram. And mm. they like, you know, they they put that movie up there. And I don't freaking, think uh, 
What's his face? Uh, Dude, I'm so I'm blanking on everything today. Are you talking about the other actor, Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Rip. He's just you know, like between who do you think's a better actor, Philip Seymour Hoffman or Daniel Day Lewis? Um, I would say I haven't seen enough of their work to be honest to say. That's fair. But. Like, the first movie that comes to mind for me for Daniel Day-Lewis would be There Will Be Blood. Amazing. Movie. Oh, I love that movie. I'm a, I love that movie quite a bit. So I'd give the edge to him because he has, like, the first movie that comes to my mind that I love. And, like, for Philip Seymour Hoffman, the most recent thing I saw was The Master. And mm-hmm. I didn't like it that much. It was oh, okay. Oh, you didn't like The Master? It was okay. Oh, dude, I thought that movie was awesome. But um, um, well, yeah, I, I liked it up to a certain too, point. I liked it up to a certain point, I guess. But we're not here to talk about movies, Trent. Although, it's true. I will bring up movies in a later context, so make sure I don't forget to do that. But I have it written down here, so I won't. Um, I want to make sure there's nothing else I want to hear. <clears throat> All right, real quick. Wet-ass pussy, fire or not fire song. Oh, wow. Not the actual <laughs> thing, <laughs> but the uh, song itself. Uh, it's not horrible. I was really surprised that they went with that sound, actually. Like with that, not the hook, but, and not like any of the rapping, but just the beat and the way the song is sung. I thought mm. it would be way more like fireworks. Yeah, it definitely is like, it's definitely a Cardi B song. Like, I don't think Meg would make that song. <laughs> but. And I think that. That little loop there is, is just okay. And it goes for like most of the song, that same pace. It's just, eh. It's one of those that tracks from the is- first like, few seconds you're kind of like okay this is not really what i was thinking it was going to be in terms of the song itself but i don't know well what's that one Nicki minaj song bees Uh, in the trap not that one though that it's newer oh okay the one that had the uh bees in the trap is a fucking probably the greatest song of all time that's 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 a banger but Oh my god! What I'm bl- I'm literally like sorry. I I don't I can't remember anything today. Yo, are you waking up and smoking before the episodes, or is it me, bro? I'm not. I just wake. I barely woke up. No, the oh my! It's the one with the freaking snake. Anaconda. Anaconda. God. <laughs> <laughs> this song sounds like they heard. They were like they listened to Anaconda that day and were like, oh, we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's just a, it's just a loop of like a, a very small section of a very popular song. Yeah. And then, and then just like over and over again. Did you watch the video? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your response was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course I did. <laughs> yeah. 
whatever. I was fine with it up until Kylie. And then I was like, oh, yeah. That didn't need to happen. Oh, yeah. Are you laughing at me? <laughs> Sarah's like <laughs> laughing from the other room. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let's change gears here again. One more section before we get before we do the intro, get our friend in here for the show. Here's what we've been doing wrong, Trent, I think. We talk about the Zers, but we're usually talking about the last game we just saw, and then we don't do another episode for a week, so they usually play a few more times. You know, that's old news by the time we're getting to the new episode. So I went ahead and just made sure I knew that in these next four games, we're playing against the Clippers, the 76ers, the Mavs, and the Nets. That'll all be before, like, we come back here. And I wanted to, you know, lay some praise on the last game we saw. Well, really the last two games now because they beat Houston and they beat Denver. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see the Denver game as much, but the Houston game, they did it with some baller-ass defense, some check-up-ass, like, make-somebody-else-beat-you type defense. Gary Trent Jr. is a monster. And uh, I don't know. you gotta be, you got to be feeling pretty good about the, the Clippers game specifically. So I'm going to pick them to win that game. because well, Kawhi I feel sitting. Sorry? Kawhi's out. Kawhi's out. Kawhi's out, and they're not even really playing that well. So um, I'm hoping that means we take a dub there. 76ers. Speaking of the 76ers, dude, I brought up the the, the kind of blasphemous. I know we're, like, in the playoff push right now, so I don't want to put too much to this, but CJ for Ben Simmons, man. That might be the trade. That might be the trade that puts us over the top is all I'm saying. So what is, what does that lineup look like? Is Ben running point? Like, are you just plugging Ben into CJ's spot? Not like necessarily the two, but is the is the lineup the same? Yeah, I actually think he might play a good point because, um, then you kind of run it like how Giannis runs Milwaukee, but you actually have playmakers around the perimeter, so. I don't know if I like Zach and Ben in the same lineup. I think Zach would go in the trade, to be honest. That's that's what I'm thinking. CJ. Like, you uh, trade Zach and CJ, and that's the that's the basis of it. And I think you help maybe. them make a new team with another important playmaker, and you get the logjam out for them. I think he... I don't know if they would... I don't know if they would... I don't know how any of that works, but that's just the basis in my head. That's what I would. I don't think they'd bite on that. I... It seems too good for us and just pretty good for them. We, I would feel like we would basically win that trade if it was that simple. If that were the case, if it was CJ and Zach for Ben, base trade, I think a, a strong lineup would be Dame still is point. GTJ, Gary Trent runs a two. I guess you keep Carmelo at the three, although I still don't know how that that kind of was weird to me with Ben. But then Ben's the four and obviously Nurse the five. And Ben does handle the ball the most though. Like he he's like Okay, yeah, that's see that's what I envision is him having the ball in his hand 
and then starting a lot of plays usually with a drive because I like what the Blazers have been doing so good in the bubble games is like passing that ball around the horn and getting to an yeah. open guy for a three. Like Dame, I don't even know. CJ or uh, Carmelo had like three straight games where he hit a big three and they were all Dame drive, kick to CJ, CJ kicked to Melo, Melo has an open three. Every yep. single one of them. Yep. Gary Trent Jr. got open shots. Uh, and I think in the Denver game, he got a nice open shot off of a play just like yeah, that, too. Got, yeah, they, everyone was talking about Melo's big three in that game, but Gary Trent Jr. had a three to put us up by one right before Melo's. So yep. Like, yep. He's going crazy, dude. He, he is He's insane. And he's got crazy drip. He's yes. Like, yes, he's a drip god. Dude, his fits are insane. Yeah, I think just like... It, Everything about his bubble experience so far has just been nothing but swag. Yeah. Nothing but just straight up. Straight swag. Handling his business. Yeah. Yeah. I really fuck with it. So I brought that that trade up in the group chat just to get a a temperature check. Uh, Smythe kind of had the same reservations about it that you did, I think. Just like, how does that work rotationally? But I don't know, man. I feel like Terry Stotts can fucking figure that out. I feel like Damian can figure that out, you know? If that was the fact of the matter, like, okay, you got this mega talented dude on your team. I'm just saying, like, that no, pushes actually, our. And now I'm thinking about it. Maybe GTJ could still be like a six man kind of guy because I totally, I keep forgetting we have Rodney Hood. <laughs> we do. Like Rodney could Rodney could fill the two. He shoots well enough that he could play off of Ben Simmons too. So yeah, I think I'd rather. As much as I love GTJ, and I think someday he will be a starter, I still love him in like a six man role. I think like for so much our energy team, and, uh, he's perfect hustle. in a six-man role. But I think yeah. he's really getting the important experience of, like, starting and being a vital starter in these playoffs. So that might be bad for us. I mean, he might, you know, outprove his worth and or his, you know, his contract or whatever. But um, or he, oh, obviously well, he'll no just – he can, he can see that he can play in that role and hopefully, you know, he'll want, he'll want to do that. But I, I agree. If he's our six man, that's a pretty good fucking six man. If he's playing the way he's playing right now is, is kind of nuts. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> yeah, that's mad. Cool. That's mad. Cool. Anyway, uh, you were talking about the schedule. Uh, we do play the Sixers after the Clippers. I'm pretty sure Ben Simmons is still out though. Okay. He has a back injury. Well, that means we better like just that. take these dubs, man. Like, we better just yeah. handle our business because, I mean, we got to play the Clippers. We got to s- play the Sixers. We got to play the Mavs. And then we got to play the, pay the Nets. So play the Nets. We could win. Yeah, I'm not worried about the Nets. Yeah. I feel like every one of those games is a we could win, we could lose for sure. Yeah. But Well, Memphis we- just won last night. So we're still a half game behind them. Basically, I think it's like – Like, if Memphis wins their next – because I think they have three more. If Memphis wins their next three, then there's no way we can get the eighth seed. That's okay. But if they lose <clears> – <throat> if they lose one of those, then we <clears throat> have to win all four games. And then we get the eighth seed. We still have to play them in the playing though. Yeah. I'm well, pretty sure it's like like no matter what at this point – We play the play-in. We play the plan. Yeah. It's just whether or not we have the eighth seed or not. And obviously, we got to keep like San Antonio off our heels. 
and yeah. uh and the suns all of a sudden oh yeah the suns are live all of a sudden which is the suns are problem. tied with san antonio and they're both they're both like they're both like a game and a half behind us so i'm not super worried about that but cool well that's our talking zers segment for the week i mean Zers. as long as this bubble ball is going as long as the Trailblazers are live, we're going to be here talking about that shit. That's for sure. Gozers all day, every day. My predictions, we beat the Clippers, we beat the Sixers, we lose to the Mavs, and we beat the Nets. That's what should happen. That's, exact, that's exactly what I think is going to happen, too. That's, that's what should happen. Um, you can tell and I think that... the Mavs, I'll go even a step further. The Mavs game, I, it might be a blowout. It might be, uh, it might be horrible. They're, I just, they're crazy, and I don't know how we match up with them. playing two crazy defensive teams in a row in the Clippers and Sixers, and then you're just gassed, and then you have to deal with the most efficient offensive team in the NBA the, right after. Like, I feel like it's just going to be a fucking bloodbath. Like, yeah, it's going to be hard. The Clippers and the 76ers are back-to-back. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Thanks for noticing. I got AirPods. I guess I'm like legit now. I guess I'm in like maybe an influencer. I don't really know. But they <laughs> this ears. motherfucker no just co- told me thanks for noticing. Yeah, there's no core. I didn't here, notice bro. that shit. Y'all see this shit? We living in the future now. Fuck these cords. Right here. Well, how are you going to listen to me and then listen to music on the other end? How are you going to do that? You got to program one AirPod into some into some beats, and then you got to program the other one into me. You know, I don't got time for two things anymore. All I got time is for the AirPods. Here's what I do when I'm listening to music, random factoid, and I'm playing video games. I got to put the video game sounds into my left ear, and then the the music's got to go into the right ear if that makes sense, or, like, headphones. But, I'm, you know, I got to be listening to the, the analytic thing in my left uh-huh. ear. Right brain, bro. Big brain shit. You don't know nothing about that. I don't know anything You only got that. one brain. Come on. <laughs> I, got one, I got one brain, and they're both supplied by AirPods, bro. <laughs> um, I don't think about it like that. I did uh, – there's a new game that just came out called Skater XL that's basically just skate. I don't know if you it's, ever played the skate yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Skater XL just came out, and it's like, uh, it's it's made by like a really small studio called like I think it's called Lazy Day, uh, games. But <clears throat> it's so fun, and it's so nice. Like it's really realistic, and one of the maps is just like downtown Los Angeles, which is like everything is like realistic in that map. Like all the buildings are real and shit, and what, so what I literally though? just Sorry. put in like some knowledge or some shit, and just like cruise around, and it's literally like skateboarding, just like outside. Like it feels like you're actually skating. It's really That's weird. That's very cool. Knowledge is perfect skate music. Knowledge is perfect Los Angeles skate music. You would know. I would know. And and it's then literally, just, it's like overcast and like sixty degrees right now. And you didn't even and you didn't even have AirPods at that time. I didn't. AirPods are, are super LA, 
at this point. Mad LA. Oh, hey, also, really quick, I know we're, like, talking about real shit, but shout out this brand Houdini. If you are a skateboarder and you want to support a Black-owned skate shop, then check out Houdini. They're, they're based in Tacoma, so not that far away. No. Took a while for them to ship it, but that was because after this thing called the Blacklist came out, which is just a lot of, like, black-owned skate stores and shops and brands and stuff is just like a list of them they just got fucking annihilated with the worst so awesome. they this took a, a minute to ship to my sweatshirt but i got it and it's fire and i just want to shout it out that looks tight man plus the yeah, supply chains are all fucked up right now you know you know how the game is so don't yeah. be expecting your packages to get their jeff bezos style one day you know nah. like in two hours you're gonna be yeah. you're gonna be dripped up. I bought a book like two months ago, but it was from a really small bookstore, so I'm like, whatever, I get it when I get it. Where, where? Takes me a while to read anyway. So. All right, well, let me invite our friend into the chat here. Yo, you hear us? Not yet. I think he hears us now. Yeah, I can hear you guys. How you guys doing? We are great, man. What's up? Hang it, man. Just trying to get everything set up. It's nice to meet you a little bit more formally, man. Yeah, nice to meet you as well. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course, of course. Um, this is my buddy Trent. It's my my best friend of many years. My co-host. What's hey, up, bro? Trent? Pretty good, dude. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Happy to be here. Good. So, what's your setup here, man? Where where's your where's your Zen podcasting spot that you're about to get to? I'm going to be on my porch, man. I'm grabbing all my notes, um, and I'm just going to set notes. up out front on my porch. I love it when you people like bring that. notes. Yeah, man. Notes are important, you know? Yeah, I'm going to set up right here. Gang, gang. Oh, you got the Shaq Diesel shirt on? That shirt is very yeah. fire. That's fire. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. That's hella cool. My boy, uh, he makes these bootlegs at cookmagic.com. Um, he's got a oh, lot nice. of fresh teas. He definitely overcharges to the, <laughs> the people he doesn't know. It's like 50 bucks a tea, but they're really fresh. Definitely highly recommend checking them out. That's what's up. Has he got a Instagram you can plug? Is it under the same name Coke as the Magic, website? Yeah. Cokemagic.com or Cokemagic on Instagram. You see it. He's got super fresh stuff. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on there right uh, now. I'm following that right now. Yeah, he Code just uh, he photoshops different uh, images and puts together some pretty cool stuff. I love when I can... I, I love checking out like who follows. I always look at the who I follow that follows these people. <clears throat> oh, me too. That's like my favorite thing because like, Cooking Soul follows this guy. Uh, Freddie Gibbs' manager follows this guy. <laughs> Chuck English. He's, he's out of shy. Um, this guy's from Chicago. Okay. Um, and so some of those guys might have some affiliation through being in, in Chicago. Well, again, yeah. thank you for wanting to come on. And uh, I'm, I'm excited about the episode. The uh, first thing I wanted to bring up, though, before we, before we started the intro itself, because I got to give some context to the song I'm going to use for the intro. Is I've been listening, or I've been I started watching the like new 
um percy miller like master p no limit documentary slash movie that Mm -hmm. uh i didn't know was going to be put out it's on bt me and trent got that youtube tv so you know trent you want to look it up it's it's on there it's on demand it's it's easy to get to (laughs) uh (laughs) at the time we're recording this it's four episodes so far uh i checked out the first two last night um i know you know a fair amount about the business legacy that you know he's left behind and the imprint that no limit ended up being you know super iconic for the deals that they struck uh Mm -hmm. that were just kind of unheard of at the time if y'all have been listening to this podcast i also brought up another another documentary on netflix called the black godfather about clarence avant who is best friends with um fucking quincy jones uh with quincy jones and then just seriously one of the most connected people you know one of those like behind the scenes celebrities your favorite celebrity favorite celebrity kind of guy and this you know like he masterpiece seems like a really really similar figure in that regard where he just tells people what he's going to do he tells people what he wants out of a certain deal you know he, he kind of was looking out for a certain group of people at the time and he just kind of went to whatever lengths to make it happen and it took a lot of promotion and sales and like guerrilla marketing do you, do you know who big baby scumbag is jaron okay he's a rapper from florida um but you can tell just the way he moves and the songs that he makes obviously but really the way he's always making these different products and branding himself on these you know like right now he's selling skateboard decks with his with his like gold grill grill and yeah um and just things like that he he got a like a private label beer produced through a brewery you know in florida smart and uh just shit like that opportunities like that you could tell he's reading like right out of the book of masterpiece so it's cool that that legacy even follows people as far as that so with that being said um i'm gonna throw on the first song introduce everybody to who we're talking to and we'll start talking some music then Master P is a fucking genius, man. I'll tell you. No, he's great. I wanted to bring this song up. One of the early success stories of Master P. This is an episode dedicated to Master P. Let's just say that. (laughs) But uh, this album, Ice Cream Man, and the single to go with it, Mr. Ice Cream Man. It's some pretty fly shit. I'm not gonna lie. And since I like to call myself Chicken Nugget Man, I want y'all to know what kind of lineage we're working with today. Little Chicken Nugget Man. That's Mr. Chicken Nugget Man to you, Trent, today. Please and thank you. That's Mr. Nugget Man. Yeah, that's Mr. Chicken Nugget Man. Please say the Nugget Man. Yeah, I'm uh I'm really getting a little bit more into the <coughs> earliest 90s um kind of I guess gangster rap act. So that would be like the Ghetto Boys, 
Um, obviously, everything that was going on in L.A. at that time, this yeah. would be one of those things. And the couple albums that came before this uh, and those UGK albums as well, I feel like give you that same that same right out of the street vibe. Um, so I that al album artwork from that time, too. I mean, Master P was kind of the pioneer of that. Yeah. Yeah. I forget the exact name they have for it. It's kind of a catchy name for what that art looks like. But um, yeah, it's it's the very cheesy. I love it. Overdone. Yeah, it, it's great. I love it. I yeah, think about like a pyramid and cash in the background. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just... yeah, yeah. It's either like a bunch of cash <laughs> or these like you know, clip art flames, you know, all mm -hmm. through the, the like 400, 500 degrees, like joints and shit. We should do a, we should do a trans turning. Oh. It's just all those outcomes. Yes. And you yes, know what yes. I know will, you know what I think should win all of them is the pink flame little B cover. The pink flame little pink B? Flame. Yeah. Those ones are hard yeah. too. That shit is so hard. Yeah. Cause the, the cool thing is too, that it's caught back on into somewhat recent times. So I think there's totally. people throughout mo uh, like several different eras that have, you know, used that type of style. So we could have albums from the nineties, the thousands and probably the tens and the twenties mm -hmm. that might, well, like Slim Gorilla like still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. He just dropped like blue light cemetery too. And it's like, it's like a little more well done. Like, <laughs> Deep fried. Like it looks like less like, <laughs> Just Photoshop random shit. Oh, okay. I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah. A little but bit more composed. A little bit. Yeah. Just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> cool. We'll, we'll have to do that. We haven't done a trans tourney in a minute. The last ones that yeah, we did do, though, time. were album art tourneys, and I like those. I think those are pretty easy yeah. to, to engage you with. You never know what's going to win with the album art stuff. Yeah. Things surprise me. <clears throat> So we'll have to get one of those back and do those pretty soon. Um, well, it's time, man. Let's fucking get to business. What's up? What's happening? How's it going? Hey, hey, hey. That's right, Jared. Give me the yee, yee, yee one time. Yee, there we yee, go. Yee. Hell yeah. Welcome to the New Music Monday podcast. How are y'all? My name is Devon Marcel Whitaker, uh, also known as Dev Del Molino, uh, also known as Mr. Chicken Nugget Man. Please say the Nugget Man. Um, <laughs> what's us um I'm, I'm i'm let's see who we got in the building today man as always i got my best friend of many years my my fucking mate you know in this rap game shit <laughs> mr trent louder mr 817 we calling him trent the truth today y'all like trey the truth? the truth we calling him trent the truth uh, aka yeah. pax aka loud pax and uh, i'm here to remind y'all again because we, we don't want to forget it's trent's birthday month like we're gonna come back next week and it's going to be, like, basically your birthday, I think. Yeah, it's, it'll be the day before. It'll be Sarah's birthday. Yeah, like, if we pot well, on a Sunday, we'll on Sunday, it'll be Sarah's birthday. If we pot on a Saturday, it'll be it'll be Maggie's mom's birthday. 15, 16, 17, Word. just homie birthdays. Yeah, just line them up and knock them out. Yes. <laughs> it's high tide. It's high tide for that sort of thing right now. So, um, yes, y'all know him. Y'all love him. My man, Trent, my boy uh here every you know most episodes and um <clears throat> we we are going to be focusing a little bit more i think on the solo episodes i think because i want to make this season kind of a long season so i'm going to go with the marathon strategy 
Uh, I'm going to try to just emphasize us as much as possible because I, th- I think that's why people come to listen to the podcast, to be honest. I think they like us. I think they like how I think they like I hearing us so. talk about music. And uh, where's that? Where's that Kodak Black? I hope so. I hope so. Hold on. <laughs> I wasn't ready with my there. soundboard, bro. My bad. Okay. That was Sorry. a missed opportunity, but. We got a we we do have a, a guest today. That's why I say all that to say we do have a guest today, an esteemed guest, and a guest that we're excited to have on. Um, and it's gonna be kind of a I like these episodes where it's a it's a bridge between we have another musician on the board because we're certainly not musicians, so it's nice to have a different perspective there. But really, you know, a homie, someone that I've talked music with so far, and he's ready to talk some music. So it's kind of the best of both worlds in that way. Uh, so we're going to bring him in. Jared, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you guys doing, man? We're, we're feeling, be here. we're feeling okay. Um, so we both live in Portland. Um, I don't know if you've ever been up here in your lifetime. Not yet, man. I've been really eager to get a taste of Portland. Actually, I'm going to make a drive out there. I think in October or December to visit some homies. Word. Um, uh, where have you lived? Have you always been a California person or? I've been in LA most of my life. Um, I lived in North Idaho for a blip it in Bonners Ferry, Idaho for two years. And then I lived in Boulder, Colorado for uh, about two years. And then I moved back to LA. Okay. Most of your time in LA been filled up doing music? Yeah, I mean, music has always been kind of the compass for me. I've always come back to it even when I stray away from it um it always brings me back good man <clears throat> well word we're having you on yeah. today to talk about some um actually i think it was kind of a, a fire weekend to be honest uh you know but that, i think that kind of as it as it relates to this podcast it can depend because it can be a good music week for music in general or for some genres or some styles uh, but there's definitely, I notice, you know, there's there's really good weeks for us just based on what kind of things we listen to and some weeks that are a little bit drier. Um, although we usually got something to talk about most weeks. It's pretty rare we don't got like any albums to speak on. And that's kind of the crazy thing about music right now, you know, that I could do a podcast every week and every week there's like a significant album, usually more than one, two or three that uh, I can rely on to talk with about other people or talk about with other people and, uh, you know, other people are interested in it. I think that's kind of crazy that that hip hop is like that or music in general is like that at this point. But well, that's what, that's part of the reason why I was drawn to you guys to begin with was that it's, it's a lot of work uh, sifting through each week of all the new music that comes out. And so, you know, it's nice to meet and talk to some guys that put in the work to kind of dig through all this stuff because there's so much stuff coming out. It's really hard to just kind of have your eyes on everything. Yeah, I, absolutely, man. I, I, um, I notice that when this podcast gets better and it, it performs better, it usually comes down to really, I mean, just putting in more of the work and being a little bit more on the ball and prepared and ready for um, certain music to drop and to talk about it. And mm-hmm. uh, I also wanted to make sure I thank you on here too, because Jared's one of the people that uh, has told me, you know, he checks out the playlist and New Music Monday 
playlist and kind of you know gets new music from there and that it's a cool thing that there's um some people who are willing to do the legwork for the lazy music listeners that are still interested <laughs> that was kind of the terminology that you used and um i think that hits the nail on exactly what i want to do with the podcast and i think i don't express that enough that like you know we want to be the bridge city boys we want to be your neighbor your friendly neighborhood music plugs okay if if you're looking for some new shit if you are looking for some shit if you got an itch that you can't scratch, you know, musically, <laughs> we might be able to help you out. I might be able to sling you, you a playlist. You. Yeah. Or, or, or you should, you should run through some of the playlists that we got Spotify, Apple, we got them on both. And like, there's just a lot of, there's, I, I'm trying to emphasize more of that later is the, the music. I just got an portion. image of like Dev standing on a street corner with like a trench coat on <laughs> and someone like walks up to him and is like, yo, you got that shit, bro. And Dev like opens up his trench coat and it's just like a saw baby album. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, I got it right I here. I just got bro. download got codes you. for got albums. You, baby. What you need? Yeah. I got a full trench coat of just cards that got links to playlists on them. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, Oh, you like trap? Yeah. I got that here. Like, oh, you looking for Japanese oh, yeah, video yeah. game oh, music? Oh, I got that Apple? too. All right, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, tell a friend. Tell him friend. First one's free. <laughs> like, that's how I'm trying to work. So, <laughs> you know, a little, chicken, little chicken nugget man. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. A little Miss Chicken Nugget today. man. Yeah, yeah. That's me. That's me, man. So, again, I really appreciate that uh, that you see the the podcast and the the playlist and stuff as that. Cause that's what I I'm hoping for people to see. And I think as we continue to get more people checking this all out, um, that's, what's going to be what drives it is the preparation component. And the fact that like, yeah, I'm about this music shit. I'll help y'all um, keep updated without really having to care. That's, the, that's what I was going to say is that I can see, I've never met you guys before this. And I can tell that the work that you put in to this is, is real. And I can tell that you guys have a real passion for this. And, you know, I'm a true believer in that if you're really passionate in what you're doing, you're magnetic and other people will gravitate towards you through your, your passion. Hell and yeah. uh, I just appreciate you guys doing the work that you do. Um, I dig and do the same thing that you guys do, but sometimes my attention is somewhere else. And so it's nice to have some other miners mining some other territory while I'm mining this territory exactly. and then I check in with you guys and see what you've been digging yeah, up yeah. and, you know, there's a whole network of people like us that are kind of just always searching for either new music or old music that, um, that is new to us. Something. Yeah. 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 So. I, I, well, first of all, man, I really appreciate that. And thank you. Uh, that definitely means a lot. And um, I, I totally agree. And we also are kind of, or at least, you know, me specifically, I've been in a pursuit to engage with more people who kind of look for music in the same way because, there's a lot of shit that I miss that uh, I think gets covered up by people like Pax and, you know, other people that we like kind of work with. Uh, and we, you know, we have group chats and things that just kind of like things come up. Sometimes yeah. there's, there's music that I just would have missed or not seen that ends up really being something that I identify with and that I help get other people onto. Uh, and totally. it really came from just like, you know, a friend uh so totally. that's what this podcast is all about uh y'all know it y'all know how we do shit here um you know i'm trying to emphasize a little bit more of that we're still <laughs> going to be reviewing the albums like today we got you know a few different things to hit on uh but 
we are going to try to turn a corner here in season five and try to, um, by the way, this is season five, episode two. So we still Cinco, just getting baby. started on the season. So woohoo to us. Um, but yeah, we're going to try to emphasize the, the music suggestion platform, I think even more so on here and just like helping y'all find new music, helping y'all find music that, um, may be undervalued we, or we think so. And, uh, having playlists to route those suggestions through. So I'll actually go ahead and get into the next thing before we talk about our first album, because uh, we got Amine on the board. So I know we want to talk about that. Uh, 503 in the building. Very exciting for Portland people, Portland, you know, in general, but. Okay, there we go. Um, okay, so we told y'all oh, last know, week. Y'all about, know who this is. Y'all know who it is. Come on now. I told y'all we got a we, we got a group chat. We talk music. We talk everything, you know. But it's the homies, and uh, I, I brought it to them. Said, hey, we should we should start a playlist. We should start a collab playlist. Bi-weekly, we should throw songs to it. You know, this first week I decided to just say, let's just do what's been on our rot- rotation. Four songs out of our rotation in the past week. Um, so Trent was homie enough to throw in. Uh, a few songs, but one of them being actually one of the people in our group chat, Jalen. Uh, <clears throat> his new song, Where Were You, which every time I hear it, it's better. Um, yeah. I honestly no, like... I, I, don't get it like, don't get it twisted. I didn't just, just put it in there because it was the homie. Jalen's a homie. This song is just like actually fire. Yeah. Like this I, reminds I, me of like... Some, I underlooked it at, at first. Pro era guy, but this reminds me of like like capital c's and joey badass like yeah whatever like you know the older stuff i like that it's quick that flow is super magnetic um he's killing it i i i this this did a lot for me in terms of like checking out his rapping in general so that was cool um here's what i'm thinking though next week and i guess i want to re-emphasize too that not only do we get songs for from the gang basically but we also uh, got y'all in it in terms of people that follow me on Instagram. I threw up a poll just to see like what y'all had been listening to, and uh, some of y'all sent some very, some very cool shit. Uh, <clears throat> so I want to shout out to some of the people in here that threw in songs like Stove God Cooks and The Roots, and uh, one of these uh, Miles Davis like long ass sixteen minute. Uh, like uh spanish spanish joints yeah um there's a three six mafia track in here too um from the mystic styles album we love those uh, so shout out to everybody that submitted but there was some cool songs on here and Do you remember who who put in the stove god cooks that would be uh mr ian michael Lindsay. Oh, yuck god yuck god hd right, yeah, yeah um I was talking to him, too, yesterday. Shout out to him. Uh, he's got some music on the way. We'll tell you about it. But uh, let's Can't see. Can't wait. I love you, God, man. Oh, yeah. I wanted to do this. So I was really unsure about what our next topic would be or our next theme for the Bruce City Boys mixtape. Because, again, biweekly, we dropped this last week. We wanted to reemphasize it this week. Go ahead and check it out. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple. Find the Bridge City Boys on either one of those. Uh, and... Um, I wanted to bring, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't sure what our next theme would be, but it finally came to me, I think, like, this morning or maybe last night. But let's let's do movie music. Does, oh, that, okay. does that intrigue you when I just say movie music? Is that vague enough? 
Yeah, no, that that definitely sets off some light bulbs for me. Yeah, and yeah. and Jared, I'm gonna get some songs from you too. So all the homies are gonna send four songs. So maybe we'll we'll get your four tracks as well uh, in this, especially since yeah. you said it's it's ringing off some light bulbs for you. So um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it definitely does for me. Vague ones though, so far. So I I'm looking forward to like taking a moment to think about it. And then I don't have songs. I got records right now that I could pick up from that. But the first I thing that the whole Jackie Brown soundtrack is going through my head. So good. That's that's Wait, cold. That's, that's cold right there. That brought that up because that's really um, good. That's got across a hundred and tenth Street, super fire. Yeah. That's got the fucking uh, Foxy Brown holy matrimony joint. Mhm. Mhm. That's a great well, movie. It's funny. It's funny you bring him up because so Quentin Tarantino, probably one of the gods of movie scores in general and just uh, plugging in great soundtracks. Yeah. Um, and making them time. iconic. Um, <clears throat> he was he loved using Ennio um, Marconi, um, who did all the spaghetti Western stuff. And I highly right, recommend yeah. anyone to get into that because it's like it's deep. You can spend days and days going through his catalog. Yeah. Um, and he's featured through all kinds of movies. He's incredible. Yeah. It's very, very vast stuff. And you can tell, I mean, that's, that's what he did. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. He just spends his life going down rabbit holes, uh, in terms of learning and reading and, and watching and listening and, and things like that. So totally, it's, it's totally. one of the parts of the process to, I don't know, making that genius level, I suppose. So very cool. Yeah, I like that topic uh, for the homies that are listening. Yeah, get that in your mind. Movie, music, think about that. I'm not going to make it any any more precise than that. You know, that can you can come up with whatever. The real distinction I wanted to make, though, was do we include any, like, TV stuff? Like, you know, like the Cowboy Bebop soundtracks just came out. And maybe that could be its own. Maybe that could even be its own category at some point, you know? tv music yeah. as opposed to movie music i feel like that's vast I think it's enough. just iconic it's like you're you're attaching imagery to to songs that are attached to it so you could do you know something like cowboy bebop that intro yeah um or any of those films you attach it to some imagery that's attached to it yeah know? and same thing with the samurai shampoo same guy Whew. you know in the music and the spin that they took on that with more of like a hip-hop thing and the Nujibi mm-hmm. shit uh, was very cool, too. So, yeah, we'll get that. We'll, we'll, I guess that'll be its own segment. We'll do TV music, TV or anime music, because we'll probably lean. I know I'll probably lean into some anime shit. But, um, but for now, yeah, like I said, homies on the, that, you know, that we, that we talk to, get that thinking in your mind. Movie music. Uh, it'll be four tracks again that we each send. Um, yeah, whatever your heart desires in terms of movie music, wherever your mind goes for that. And I think that'll be pretty cool. And then I'll throw another poll up. We'll get submissions from everybody. Uh, and I'll make sure that we get a, a nice big playlist again. Because this week it, it came out to about 50 songs. So I'm hoping that we can hit about that same market, about 50 songs, few hours of music. I think that's not bad for, for a biweekly playlist. So, yeah, shout out to Bridge City Boys Mixtape. Um, thank you guys for participating. Jared, we'll get those we'll get those picks from you as well. Awesome. But uh, it's finally time to start actually talking about some music. 
So before I forget, because I always forget this part and I always want to have this conversation, what do we think about the album art? We talking on Limbo? On Limbo, Amine, third album. He's back. I liked it. It's very simple. It's simple. It's straight to the point. I liked it. Trent, what's your take? Okay, I'm trying to remember it. Is he just got like his finger in his mouth or something? Right? On, he's getting fish hooked. And he, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like at an angle. He's tilted, but then it's got the. You know what that? <laughs> of course, we. I would think about this, but that that limbo on the orb just looks like the obligatory orb thing uh, as well. I like the album cover. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Amine ain't kind of fine. He's like a good looking dude. He's so. a handsome man. <laughs> 1,000% right. he's a handsome man and he has like excellent hair. Yeah. Yeah, he's always been having like like perfect hairstyles. Mm -hmm. Switches it up a lot too. Mm -hmm. Nah, uh, good album, car, album cover. Yeah. This is his third. This is his third record, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did third the record. the debut, good for you, and then he did kind of the in between mixtape 1.5, which um, it still I, feels like it's almost like he's still introducing himself to the people that don't know him with this album cover, which I actually like. Yeah. Like if you don't know me, here I am. Look at me. Yeah. I, I think he it's it's funny how popular he is, but still I mean like you go to his Spotify page right now and it's ten million listeners, so Oh he's got he's oh. got fans. It's he has an underground following that reminds me of almost like an immortal technique or something. You know, he was big but didn't cross over into the pop threshold yet. Right. Mm. He's I mean and, and that's the thing too, is that he does keep a Here's the thing I noticed about each of the albums so far. Like, he keeps a fire intro, and he keeps a smash hit. I think on pretty much every yeah. one of those albums, there's this super catchy mega banger. You're and, like, on this one... On the head right now. What was that? I said, you're nailing this on the head right now, because this is some of my notes that I was taking. That I can hear that he's going for... The couple tracks, it's really obvious he's going for a radio edit. And I liked that. Yeah. There's some risk there. That yeah. was really nice to see. Yeah. And, and, you know, looking back on it, all of his, all of the three albums have that where there's some tracks that are very clearly the deep cuts. There are some tracks that are clearly the more um, introspective cuts, like those ones specifically. So on here, you know, it's going to be Mama. It's going to be uh, Holy Shit. We'll get to Fetus uh, with Injury Reserve. Yeah. Fetus, yeah, good man. Yeah. Fetus is great. Holy really shit, like that's that. that's a song. But then you know, then he has the very clearly like trying to get these ones to pop off, and he puts them next to, to each other. I mean, can't decide oh, and yeah. compensating were kind of the two tracks I saw going in that direction, like radio edit, radio hit type. Well, the thing about Amine that I think is like crazy fascinating because there's not a lot of examples of it is if you remember he started out with a very viral song caroline that was kind of his big break yeah and with a lot of people when they go like super viral with the song they either expand on that and they're like all their music goes viral like a lot of their like all their albums are huge and go crazy or they very clearly drop off after that one hit and they kind of become a one-hit wonder yeah amine had that super viral song and then he followed it up with really good music that didn't pop off. So like it was like 
still kind of an underground following, but it was still really quality music that could easily, if it was gotten to the right hands of like a radio producer, could easily pop off. Yeah. And you see that on this album especially because like Riri totally. and the whatever the Young Thug single was, those are like massively, yeah, those are massive songs that could very easily like become top ten tracks on yeah. the radio. And then compensate. And then, uh, what was the other one you said, Devlas, right before compensating? Can't decide. Can't decide. That's right another here. one that, like, Amina is just like a weird case study of like very viral right off the bat, and hasn't really gone as viral, but still like super quality music. Like he hasn't he's fallen still, off at all. He's talented, man. That's what I was gonna say. Is that I want to call it like the poo poo platter. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> had poo poo platter. He's got before, the, the smorgasbord. Like, yeah, dude is serving up so many different um, colors for me. There's a big, wide color palette on this record that I really uh, I enjoyed. Um, I thought that he gave me a little taste of everything. He showed me some skill set and different flow, um, mm -hmm. different skis. He can go in a pop like kind of direction and singing more and less rapping, and then he can do the underground thing. So. I, I just got so many different um, colors on this record that was really nice. And I saw some risk taking that I really liked where he was just kind of going for it. Um, and I don't know, when you were talking about someone who kind of had like a viral record and then kind of departed from that and kind of staying true to being an artist versus kind of catering to the fan base. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe like Drum or someone, I don't know who could kind of compare to this, but. Um, just, like it's just it's interesting I, I can applaud it i just think that uh he's obviously talented he hit some some straight heart strings with me with the kobe stuff big time he articulated some things that i definitely feel um, yeah. big time with uh, the whole concept of uh feeling like a piece of innocence was taken away from you that you didn't even know was still there yeah um, <laughs> He, he nails that you know made me want to cry i was just like damn <laughs> yeah kobe the hero absolutely but well you kind of started to tread on an idea that i had in listening to this uh that i think i've noticed well in general in hip-hop that there are a lot of artists out there who are prolific and come from those popular hotspot areas so your coastal spots, Atlanta, L.A., or adjacent, really close, you know, New York. Um, you know, obviously there's places like Chicago and Houston that got their own scenes um, that are really, really doing well. It's really interesting, though, when someone like Amine comes from a place like Portland or, you know, artists that come from cities that may be big cities but aren't prolific in that way. Um, I don't know why the first one that comes to my mind is like Trippy Red. This isn't like a great example because he, but he's from Canton, Ohio, and his. Uh, while you may not find his music to be very good, I feel like it doesn't tie to any one sound. He's not really yeah. like so brought up in a certain sound and heritage and thing that you know, like Amina is the same way. He kind of just came up seeing everything. I mean, and these people are product of the internet era too. So they grew up seeing what was going on in lots of different areas and time frames. And Amine is a manifestation of all of that. You can tell he's always pulling from these different 
uh, semi-recent and modern eras of hip-hop, but he, he blends them down into something new. The influences themselves as well, you know, come into effect in that way. And I think that's a phenomenon with people who come from or close to these hotspot areas but are not from there. And uh, another great example would be Griselda, right? They're, they have this New York heritage, but at the same time, it's Buffalo, so it's it it's the reason it's completely different. It's the reason the soul of it is is different in the way that it is. And um, you know, Amine is is a prime example for that sort of thing for me when I when I think about that. You're tapping into some some things from a musician standpoint that I really think are truth. Um, but when I look at some of the best uh, musicians and rappers in general. Um, usually they study a couple of people that they honor as their heroes. Mm -hmm. and, in, and instead of just copying them word for word, what happens is you, you start learning their steps and then you change them and kind of make them your own and then it develops into something new, like an extension of that artist. And I think the great, great artists study the hell out of all the past and then mm -hmm. kind of reinvigorate it and make it their own in some new way. And Amine definitely does that. I think he's still developing, which is really kind of nice to, to see is that I felt like there's this Kanye influence in there. There's this old Chicago, early 2000s mm. production vibe in there. There's some LA in there. There's obviously some New York in there. Yeah. So it's a, it's a real mixture of all those things. And I really like that. Yeah, I think um, that's it's a pretty like ambitious style you know and he's he's yeah. tried to maintain that and it's it's for the most part just gotten more polished um i guess i didn't i didn't love the 1.5 album so much that was uh like just okay um a little less like filled to the brim with solid tracks than this is and the first album was i think but um yeah i wouldn't blame you if you said this was his best album so far uh very well could be probably deserves to be um i think he's really kept what's good about him but you know just made newer fresher shit so here i want to break to another question real quick then um we've already covered a couple songs that we like do you know which one or two are your favorite off top trent or jerry fetus is, fetus is probably number one Fetus is probably and the the one. That's kind of a cheat <laughs> code one, but it. you got to wait for the whole record to get to it. To <laughs> yeah. Get yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like after all of that, this is kind of the the kick at the end is kind of crazy. He drops it on you. He yeah. just drops it on you. At yeah, the end. I love that. That is nuts. Um, so for me, it would be that one, and um, I really enjoyed the first song. Honestly, Burden was Burden. one of my favorites. Well, because what I, I got to ask you then, do you like that sample like chopped up like that, or do you like it? Oh yeah, WrestleMania twenty twenty. That's right. Well, you know West what's funny too is a couple. There's like two or there's two different songs that have samples that are very recognizable from other other tracks yeah. that they've been caught up on. Um, well, then there's Shimmy because Shimmy is like. Mm -hmm the most iconic oh yeah i but wasn't even thinking about that there's there's like yeah. a few there's like three or four at least what uh, did you star on the record what did you guys like because i oh, see see one, look two, he's using three, language four. we don't even fuck with we're we're sp 
Oh wait, wait, wait. We're we're Spotify people. We we don't star it on Apple Music, but you're Spotify dude. I'm not. A, I'm Spotify too. I'm just dude. I'm talking about. I star on my notes. Oh bro. shit, man. <laughs> you got no notes. The ones that I. I guess I, I go by what I put on the playlist. I usually put like my top three or some of the most interesting songs on the playlist. So, Burden, Can't Decide, and Fetus for me. But I also okay. thought Compensating like stood really well still in the track listing, even with all the new stuff. Trent, how about you other than Fetus? I'm really bad with track names. Dev can attest to this. I never remember the names of the songs, but I remember the the sounds of songs or like who's on it but i like the i like the vince staple and slow tie song dude okay so you're nailing i'm the same way as you by the way trent that's why i have to take notes <laughs> i'll never remember the track names i just remember the feeling that they gave me but so far off the record what i starred were roots which was track four track six compensating seven shimmy which was really good. I like yep. um, pressure in my palms. Really stood out to me as well. That was track. Yeah, that, that's the that's the Vince Staples one, right? Yeah, and that one. Yeah, that I one like that one. Fresh. That was like a new. So like you're talking about all these looks with like kind of sounds that we're familiar with, the production that you're familiar with. Mm. That one was something that felt really fresh to me. It felt like mm. it was kind of new, and I it was a risk. It was mm. a, it was a risk mm -hmm. for them to do it, and uh, I liked it. I really liked it easy i start as well um just like summer walker that collab some great i loved that i loved that that was another standout track i agree um, and then i'd start becky and then i think fetus probably takes the cake out of all of them but there's like what i'd start one two three four five six seven out of 13 tracks so this is a great record <laughs> that's uh, yeah I, I when you look at it that way i know that there are a couple moments in here that i'm still a little iffy on and granted you know the album's only been out a couple of days so <clears throat> don't have a full concrete opinion of course but uh i think in the album context i think riri actually falls pretty flat to me uh, yeah that's yeah. that's as, actually as one single, of them i liked it a lot but it, but put it in the rest of the track list and it actually is like just not as dynamic and i don't think it's, it's not because it gets worse but just because i think i so thought updated. it was catchy when i heard it and then when i hear it next to all the other songs that are really really catchy right. it's it's not quite as basically I agree. I agree. um that's kind of that's kind of what i thought of when i thought of that but yeah you're right i mean it's it's hard not for the Injury res I was going to ask what were the best features to you as well. Um, maybe besides the injury reserve one, because that's just kind of like, it's, yeah, it yeah. just kind of is what it is. It's like, I mean, this is one of the last new, you know, uh, Grogs verses you're going to hear from the injury reserve um, thing. So, yeah, obviously that was kind of a big deal. Um, and it's an emotional song, too. It's it's. Uh, that's crazy. That's crazy that um, that they were able to do that. It's a big deal. Uh, Mama was also, you know, really dope track. I, I liked. I think that there's a great features throughout the whole record. Um, I really like the Summer Walker feature. I think Vince is probably the best feature on the record if I had to pick. Um, but yeah. you know, and Ro I mean, Roots uh, had some good features too. Yeah, he always keeps a Charlie Wilson, <laughs> Charlie Wilson track on you too. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much every album, him and Charlie Wilson are tight for some reason. Um, 
<clears throat> I like that. That it's a, basically I'm like for a, a Tyler the Creator Amine track. That is going to be a Wilson good track. It, yeah. they both I was going to say, I feel like uh, between Amine and Guapdad 4000, like, that's who really keeping these, these Charlie Wilson tracks alive these days, pushing them into the 20s. Guapdad and Amine might be a vibe, though. What? Uh, uh, oh, Guapdad and him? Yeah, yeah, they would. Yeah. Yeah, they, they would. You know, Amine is almost someone that I'm surprised wasn't at, like, the fucking, um, like, uh, Revenge of the Dreamers sessions or some shit like that. Seems yeah. like he would definitely be hanging out with Smino and Buddy and shit. Jid, <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Jid well, sure. that's about it on um, Amine, unless y'all got any other thoughts. So, like you said, Jared, I think it's it says enough that there's like at least six, seven really, really, really good tracks on here that I feel like are going to bring me back. They're like replay tracks. And that leaves there's the door open for other songs Sorry. to become more replayable, I think. Yeah, I was just going to say, there's a song on here, I think, for everyone. Even if maybe the whole record is not for you, I think there's one track on here that you could probably gravitate toward. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Yeah. I think that's, again, like, without even going into what songs I like or what parts about it I like and didn't like, I think the fact that you can say that uh, fairly objectively says a lot about the strength of the record um and i'm still waiting to see you know as with all the albums we review because we do it you know like i said two or three days out maybe at best uh that it will continue to grow on me that when i come back to it it still shows me some new things um and that's where i start getting to like great album territory but well that's that's what i was gonna say is the whole time i was listening to this i was like is this something that i'm gonna come back to uh -huh. Is this something that's going to stand the test of time like some of these other records that I go back to? Yeah. And so, you know, only time will tell with something like that. The only other thing I had to say about it is the production was really high value on it. I really give yeah. props to Shout it. out Pasque. Yep. The production was excellent. I liked all of that. And I thought that everything was very deliberate, which I really like too. And I think is important to talk about because sometimes you, there's artists that I listen to that, uh, that I like that sometimes it feels like some of the things that I'm hearing are like accidents and it's like beautiful mistakes or sometimes like um, mm. like Post Malone talked about how like some of his best songs were mistakes. Mm -hmm. uh, this does not feel like that. This feels like everything that you're hearing, every beat is placed, everything is very deliberate and I yeah. think that that you know, should be honored and, and applauded. Yeah. Man, I could not agree more. So, yeah, it's it's really cool to see him here now at this point. I was going to say this earlier in the review, but uh, when I started reviewing, like, albums on YouTube, like, right around the time I started was when Good For You came out. And so I, I remember reviewing that. And I remember leading up to it and really thinking to myself, like, man, this is kind of a turning point for him. Like, he could just be that one-hit wonder or he could be, you know, like if he just puts out a solid album, you know, he can kind of at least string it to the next the next project. And when I realized that same thing, he had some really good solid songs. He had good different tracks, but he had a great intro. He had a great like hit song in Spice Girls. He was able to come back and make another bit of a radio song, obviously not as popular, but like he really put out a really strong and almost under the radar album. And that's kind of when I, that I, I knew that 
um, okay, we, we'll, we'll see that second and third album come out and him try to really grow what he's doing on here because it's unorthodox, and it, but it's, yeah. it's, it's confidently so. Um, and so I think as you get further on along things, you just figure out how to refine that. Uh, and that's what this album is. So big time, big ups to that. If you had, I don't know if you guys do this, if you, if you had to give it a rating one through 10, cause I was doing that on my page. Do you guys do that? I don't know. We're s- well, okay. So here's, I've been thinking about that too. We, we do sometimes we don't very reliably, but for our group obligatory that we're in, we send one out of 10 scores for albums. Uh, so we got to come up with that number at some point. It, so basically, have an idea yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so if this continues like throughout the week, it's like still showing me new things and maybe another new track or something that I didn't like as much at first comes into the fold. I feel like that's that's usually where I hang an eight, like a strong. This is so, a really, really good. No, look at this. Yeah. These are my notes. So <laughs> seven point seven to seven point eight to eight. It went from 7.7 as I was listening to 7.8, and I crossed them out, and I was like, fuck it. It's just an 8. It's yeah. a straight-up 8. I would say, I along it. with my personal, like, you know, local attachment to it, for sure, yeah, man. Like, this is this is a really big album for, for Portland yeah. in general. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably end up hanging an 8 on it. Um, but... Off that first listen, it was definitely in that area of I'm hearing something that I know is really good. I just probably need to hear it a few more times to know if I really feel like it's totally. it's great. And uh, I'm yeah. I, I'm I'm almost certain it will be. But uh, Trent, are you like generally in the same area ballpark? Yeah, yeah. Normally, <laughs> I just like if I like an album right off the rip, and I don't see any like glaring flaws, but I'm not like yo this is hitting crazy then it's probably an eight yeah it's probably like a actually probably right now i'd give it like a seven point like 7.5 to eight just because uh only reason being that this type of hip-hop and this is just like my frame of mind right now but this type of hip-hop that's like kind of bordering on like you know hip-hop pop it's just like not what i'm like super into right now yeah. So like, but like, there have been times where I could probably think like, if this album that came out a year and a half ago, I probably would have been calling this shit like a nine. Like I just like it was exactly that's, what that's I was That's so for. true, actually. If I heard this album two years ago, yeah, I'd be like, this is album of the year, low key. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a bad album, and it's probably gonna grow on me. So it'll probably when by the time that obligatory actually like requests a score for me, it's probably getting an eight. Yeah. So. Yeah, I look forward to reviewing it. And I think from now from now forward, I mean, if if we want to give an exact score, we can. I don't care. But I I, I think we can. Um, I want to start grading albums on like the very good to good to OK mm-hmm. to not very yeah. good to I hate yeah. it scale, basically. <laughs> and and leave it like that, you know, because, again, we, it's only like 48 hours, 36 hours. Maybe we're getting into it. So, yeah. and, and there are definitely two, a lot of albums that we've reviewed that definitely grow on me or, or just my opinion changes on them. So try to leave it a little more vague, but let's see, we got another 35 minutes or so. So let's, let, let's just get down into the next project. Um, again, I have one more, one more thing go ahead. I wanted to ask you. 
Uh, do you have a favorite line from the record? Because I have a couple that I wrote out that I definitely that stuck out to me. Uh, nothing came to the nothing came comes to mind right this second. What, what are yours? There was two, I wrote one of them down. The shorty want to sit on my face like a new chair on Woodlawn. Uh, yeah. Definitely yeah. Yeah, hot. That was a hot <laughs> line. I just wrote that down. Yeah. But I didn't know if you guys had anything that you that stuck out to me. But we can drop it. We gotta move on. We got time. Yeah, nothing comes to mind off the top of my head, but I do know, and I've always been impressed with, like, Amine has bars. He writes good songs, but he can spit. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a rapper. He really is. Um, yeah. I appreciate that. Actually, well. I think Wood- Woodlawn was kind of chock full of a lot of bars, that, at least to the Portland listener. Probably just, like, there were little references and digs and stuff yeah. that, like, you kind of get if you're from Portland. Like, Woodlawn, I literally just drove by woodlawn park the other day while i was going golfing like and he's just and like, that's so cool because you never truck, you, know, you never hear that shit, shit from portland i know yeah we don't get that this is the like, only time that, yeah yeah that you hear those kinds of like dog whistles on huge songs like that i'm happy for you guys for that honestly like portland should shine more people yeah. should talk about it more Yo, we're going to talk a little bit more forever. Portland here uh, yeah, with, this is a, with Dante this Thomas. This ongoing conversation that me and Devin have been having for since we started the podcast, basically, that, like, Portland has a fucking crazy music scene, but yeah. it's just not, it hasn't come together quite to the point that it's, like, going to break through. But, like, stuff like Amine and stuff like Wynn going to freaking whatever that huge tour is i can't remember which or the huge uh festival i can't remember what festival she's playing but um like shit like that is what's gonna be the breakthrough for for portland and then you know we're gonna transition right now into dante thomas who i think actually kind of has a lot in similar with amine like i think there's a yeah. lot of crossover there yeah so it's a really good yeah. segue it's the same thing, and I really do believe in this, like, especially from Portland, just knowing, like, you know, okay, I think about it like this, Dante Thomas and Amine, like, were literally listening to the same radio stations growing up, basically, that we did, um, and we never really had local music like that on a national scale, so you really get interested and adapt to a lot of stuff that you would hear on Jamma 95.5 when it was that back in the day. And, and like, we get a lot of Californian influence for sure and a lot of, like, L.A. adapted styles naturally. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, we don't really have that allegiance to California or any other place so much. And so it does not surprise me at all that people like Amine, people like Dante Thomas finally start to, um, and, and, and win, start to scratch through a little bit um and hit next levels and they do it by just really having a really strong understanding and ability to mutate and uh work with different sounds not play a genre specific sorry a a like a a regional specific yeah you know attitude or anything like that and um, i think they just end up coming out with some really well-rounded projects that you know, don't really sound too much out like anything else that's out there right this second. It's freeing, you know what I mean? It's liberating to hear that from other artists. Coming from LA and working <clears throat> with artists here, I think it can be restrictive. 
where you almost feel like you have to tie in that LA sound or you have to tie in that New York sound if you're from New York. And so when you're from any of these other neighboring cities that don't have the clout necessarily that these other cities have, I think it's actually kind of a blessing because you have that freedom that you're talking about. Yeah. It's a flavor, it's a taste that I haven't, I'm not as exposed to as I'm exposed to New York or Philly or, mm-hmm. you know, LA scene. So you nailed it on the head, man. I think that the future is bright for Portland. That's what I'll say. That's what I like to hear, man. I believe that too, because the more I find out about who is here and making music, it's a wide base of people. They, you know, and it, even in the city, it has its different factions of styles and things yeah. that people are going for and different levels of music that people are going for. And we've had this conversation kind of several times at this point, but that's that's when I start describing a syst- like a, a, a city actually having an ecosystem in their oh. music base yeah. that if someone really goes over the top and starts being successful, you know, they're just going to reach back and help the other people who are really following this a similar vision um and scratching a similar itch for people uh to help get them on and then you know you're looking at uh a similar thing to like again the the atlanta new york la those are all big things but other cities like new orleans like we were talking about master p houston and the bay area have these ecosystems that bubble up the talent and, and and get it seen and get it noticed and portland can be that Portland 1000% can be that. It's starting to be that. It just kind of needs the more success moving forward is, is it. Need a little push. You know? That is it, yeah. a little few more pushes and then it's there. Yeah, you know? yeah, I agree. So uh, this Dante Thomas project comes off the heels of um, Colors, which has been doing incredibly well for the dude. Uh, and so if you haven't checked out this project, my favorite three songs uh are on the playlist. Both of them have uh, Keese, who is another artist in the city, works at Produce, part of the Produce family. You'll see him at Decades of Dope, too. I've seen him over there. Um, He's on a couple of these tracks. They're my favorite tracks on here. Um, But definitely check out that Colors project as well uh, if you get a chance. It's, it's, It's a strong effort as well. And really, like, the whole Produce group and record label is putting out a lot of really cool stuff. We've been trying to get Marcus McCauley on this show for a while, so we're going to still try to do that. Um, he dropped one of the best Portland albums I've heard in a minute. Um, so, yeah, this group is, is, is doing a really, really cool thing. Um, I just wanted to make sure that if we were going to talk up Amine, that we got to talk about this 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 EP from, from Dante <laughs> Thomas and Corey G as well because uh, it's a short thing, but it's really strong. And again, I feel like it plays to a wide range of music of hip hop listeners. It's really nothing too, you know, region specific or genre specific, subgenre specific. So, um, yeah, big kudos there. Again, you'll you listen to this podcast, you'll hear more and more names from the from the scene. There's a lot of talented people here, and want to make sure to shout them out. But um, unless y'all got anything else to say about Dante Thomas, I'll go ahead and move us into our last album to speak of. We good? What's Shonen? What's Shonen mean? Is track two. Shonen is, I mean, I'm assuming what he's referring to is like, uh, like action anime. Okay. That's what I thought. Like little boy anime, basically. Okay. 
because my last name is Sonin. If you flip the oh, yeah, H yeah. and the O, um, no, that's the song right last there. Name. So I was like, I was tripping out when I saw it. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. What does this mean? But because there's for the me, track two was was fire. Shonen was fire, and then uh, Gassin on E was really fire too. Gassin on E was my favorite one. That had the best. That had the best little sample on it, and and Keith on there killed it. So, um, yeah, I would say those were those were my favorites as well. Um, cool. Yeah, we already went over some of the singles of the week, some good stuff. But what are we talking about? A uh, live live dot e l i v dot e. I don't know which pronunciation yeah, you, to go with. I don't know. I really don't. I have no idea. So. Don't, don't care. I think I'll just say one, and then I'll, I'll interchange them out. I'll say live.e yeah, e first, then I'll say live, then I'll say live.e, and I'll just I rotate like those. I like it. Yeah. You can't go wrong that way. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll hit one of them eventually. Yeah. But, um, cool. So this album came out, um, like, earlier in the week. wasn't necessarily a Friday drop. Um, came out a little bit earlier than that. Uh I would bring up the album art, but I think the album art is pretty, like, indisputably fire. It's amazing. I don't know how you couldn't mm-hmm. like those color palettes and, and just kind of the the imagery there. So that's a foregone conclusion. Very fire album art. That's definitely the kind of thing that draws me in as a listener because I had no idea exactly what it would sound like, but I knew there was some tastefulness going on in at least the album art. So let's see if the, the music is as tasteful and uh you know spoiler alert i thought it was man this album i've been bumping like crazy all week to get a good feel of it um because it's not a super long album it's like 48 minutes or so but it's 20 tracks so there's there's several different ideas in here and um kind of like some other albums we've talked about this year you almost don't always know when certain songs are switching into other songs because there's beat changes on songs and then there's like quick song changes from track to track that that are transitioned so you may not even notice that uh you skipped a song there you're on a new song which i like i think that's interesting i think that's really good for the 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 2020 music listener um and the streaming experience of music but uh, I don't know. Let me let me ask y'all. So far, have you have you heard any other good R&B records this year? And does this hang with them? Um. Yes, but I mean the diff- the Dijon record was really good. Holy Dijon shit! Awesome. You know we haven't talked about the Dijon record at all, but that was really good. That Dijon record is like probably the most tender. Um, it was the most tender record I heard all year. Um, Man, that so was tender, sweet. I forgot all about so that. So sensitive. Um, but yes, the answer is yes. There are some other records there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Trent, any any other names coming up for you? Not like. Nothing that is this, like, left of center. Nothing that's like this. The last thing that I heard that I think was this kind of R&B at this caliber was the Solange record from last year. 
Like, that's I another think it's another good one. Like, and and there's great. There's a bunch of really good like contemporary R&B that's come out, or classical R&B that's come out. But this is like alternative as shit. It sounds like a knowledge record to me. <laughs> like, yeah, it does. Like the way it's especially this track and, that we're listening to right now. Yeah. This, the way it's formatted and the, like you said, the quick cuts, the like random, like just kind of thoughts that are put in this that aren't really expanded upon, which I've always been a big fan of in records. That's why I love Blood Orange. That's why I love Knowledge. That's why I love Solange. The qualities in this thing, I'm, I, I guess I should just say, like, I'm very happy you told me to listen to this. And <laughs> this is a top 10 record of the year for me. Hell yeah. Wow. Wow. That's praise right there. We just made our list. Hell yeah. And uh, I mean, your this list thing, is pretty tight at the moment. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because this might mean, Dev, I'm sorry. After the After Hours, hours has got to go? It's okay because it it's right out. up there at number one for me. It won't go anywhere. It's sitting at 10 for me, but I'm trying to remember what's at nine. And if it's something, I don't know, I might have to just give all three a quick listen or something see which one's hitting best. But this yeah. is the top 10 record. I don't know why, like... Not enough people have heard about this, but yeah, I'm no, we're gonna we're gonna make sure we 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 give this some legs to around around like our just our music connections. Make sure we get this out because I, I think this is great. And one thing that you guys leave it to me to bring this album up, but I've been talking about Kia A's "Forever Your Girl" all year long, or since it came out, and uh, this reminds me of that. Though Actually, I yeah, think the right. the Kia A album is even. I think even more, it's a, even a little bit more uh, abstract, I guess, is the word I want to use. I think this is a catchier record. Like, I think I would show this to someone and they would catch on a little bit easier. Like, a song like this, you know, it's like, I don't really know who's turning this down, you know? Um, <laughs> is this not a knowledge? You you're turning it down. <laughs> yeah, like, you are know, you sure? Like, why are you turning it down? Think about it. Um, so I think this record for me has been a little bit more easily suggestible to others, but, uh, I still like the Kia A record a little bit more, which is in my top 10. It's closer to like my five spot now at this point. Um, but this gives me a lot. I think between this and that, I'm like in Neo soul heaven, basically. Like I, I think that, and I've completely forgot about the Dijon record, which was really, really good as well. Um, and then obviously After Hours is my album of the year. Uh, and there are other, you know, different uh, R&B albums out there that have been cool with me as well. Like, you know, a Brandy album just came out last week. I thought it was cool. Fire. And before that, you know, we, we didn't, it didn't get a ton of love, but the Tiana Taylor album I thought was a really, really solid, like, album experience. And um, I'm just glad, like, R&B is kind of finding its place a little bit more. People are feeling a little bit more free to do whatever it is they want on the R&B scale. Um, and when I think about all those records with the Sir record that came out last year and the Ari Lennox record, and I, I really feel like we're hitting on every, you know, little subset of the R&B spectrum that, uh, you know, should be on display in, in the late 2010s, early 2020s feel like it's found a groove so um R&B strong right now you know it's definitely strong oh yeah and then we strong. we enjoyed the black party album too so much last year wow. as well we talked about that as one of the 
as as one of the cooler R&B joints of that year as well. And you know, now that I think about it, um, yeah, 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 that's fire. Carrie um, Fogue feels like an influence to her for me. When I was listening to the record, I heard a lot of Lost in Los Angeles in this. Huh. Um, Trent, what do you think about that? Because you're more of the Carrie Foe guy. I do. I could totally see that. I could totally see that, that you could you could draw points from from this record and be like, ah, this, the, well, that's the thing about R and B though. That like I think maybe even more so than than hip hop, like. I think there's so many nuances in R&B that you can kind of like pick apart any album and be like, oh, I see this and this and I see this and this. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I see a lot of Sid in this record. I see a lot of like Carrie Bow. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of a lot of great artists. And I also see a lot of like random ass shit. Like, I'm really surprised that Knowledge doesn't have production credit on this album. There's a <laughs> lot of shit on yeah. this particular album that this? sounds like it's directly this off song. of 1988. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm, like it's weird. But yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Carrie Foe, I could totally see that. I'm I'm the only thing, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm I'm surprised that it's in your top ten. Um, but right. I'm not I I like the record. One thing from just from my background that I felt like the first half of the record truly felt like unfinished ideas or songs that she threw on the record, which I was down with. But at the same time I was like I felt like they were thrown in there for for volume, and I think that the sounds and the palette that she was playing with, I loved all of it. Everything just felt unfinished to me, and mm. so I I want to give her props. I think it's a great record, but do I think that she's probably capable of a lot more? I'd be hopeful to see because I think that she's probably she's a powerhouse, and I could tell that she's highly talented, but I want to see more developed more finished ideas from her i I'll, I'll tell you something about myself though you look at my track record the last like three years and all my favorite albums have been in that vein of like yeah he does like the raw. rougher quality and yeah and the, like right at, now my black party the patchwork you know, and, like the, the black party record was that and so i'm in the middle of that you know what yeah, i mean like yeah. I, I understand the i understand the uh why it can be good for a listener and i also see why like i want best of both worlds i want yeah. finished ideas and i want some of those tidbits just like i i would say i actually had the same sentiment while like interpreting it a little bit differently like i kind of the same thought as you like um just judging the talent i'm kind of going whoa like honestly there's some moments in here i don't even love that much and that's why when i compare it to the kia a record that's why i definitely give the kia a, a, like an edge because i know that whole record i i enjoy like pretty much front to back but i notice that there are some moments on here that i don't love there are a lot of moments i do love and i'm thinking like damn she put an album together like this um and it doesn't even feel like it's her her most potential so far i thought that was kind of scary actually like yeah, she's scratching the surface, and I think she's gonna be a powerhouse. I'd assume if you wanted to make, if you're placing your bets right now on a horse, yeah, she's a strong horse. Yeah, um, and I'm excited to, like I said, I don't want to knock the record. That's not what I'm trying to do, but I am excited to see what else she comes out with in the future and how yeah. she builds off of it. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, stylistically, I think yeah, the, 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 the styles that she's kind of dabbling in. Um, and the way she's churning these songs out, I really like it. You know, we 
we're we're usually a pretty we're usually like the format of a lot of songs that are shorter uh and kind of the one minute songs the two minute songs and whatnot um but you're right a couple of the ideas in here are like a, a little like not all the way cooked and i'm kind of the same way as you where sometimes that that does kind of get me sometimes that doesn't um so you want a half cooked meal not a half cooked meal you but want, you know you it's like if you took a bite out of if you took a if you took a bite out of some food right and you know one of those one of those potatoes was just cut you know a little too big or something a little too you know right. it's like you're biting and you're like oh that's kind of out of place that didn't all go together right there in that one bite you know there's a couple moments like that but that doesn't stop me from from really really loving this album eating the dish yeah yeah that's a, I try to think of it that way. And Trent, I'm not so far off to where I didn't think, is there a way I could put this in my top 10? Like, would I move anything out to put this in? And and my answer was no, but it's definitely, it's de when we get to that 10 to 20 range, I think that's where it'll be for me. Yeah, I was just thinking like, the, the like my top five right now is like very solid. Like, Nothing has really moved. It, it has been a lot of moving and shaking in the top five. The bottom five of my top ten, though, <laughs> it's like yeah, it changed like the seasons. No, that's mine too. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Like I love the I love the weekend album. I gave it a lot of listens like first week that it was out. I was like nonstop listening to that thing, and then now I just like discovered all the music videos. So I've kind of like reinvigorated like a weird love for it because it's just it looks mm -hmm. like some fucking like. Uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas type shit in those Absolutely. videos. Love it. And uh, so I love that. But then, like, you know, there's other stuff that's in there. Blue Light Cemetery 2 is really good. Like, I love this some gorilla shit. It's very short, though. I don't know. Like, I wasn't expecting that to kind of stay in my top 10. I kind of expected that at some point in the rest of this year, something was going to drop out. So I don't know. But I'm pretty sure this is, this is the only album like this, other than the Key A album. Which actually, I kind of have the opposite opinion of you with. Excuse like, me, you have an opposite opinion? <laughs> Not allowed. <laughs> where I think that there's a lot of stuff in that Kia album that... Okay, so the, the difference with the, the Liv... I don't know how to say her name. And <laughs> what did we say last time? It's Liv.E this time. Livy. Live. Livy. 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 Yeah, uh, the difference between these two albums for me is that while, yeah, the the Live E album sounds maybe a little bit unfinished, which I love about albums like, like it takes some rap songs was like and Negro Swan were my two top my top two albums of 2018, mm -hmm. and those both of those albums have a lot of unfinished shit on them. Like they sound unfinished, but they also sound weirdly complete, but the Kia A album, while, yeah, everything does sound like it hit its mark, I just think the marks are slightly lower than this Live album. Like, mm -hmm. I think the, the like, high points in the Live album are a, just a, a step ahead of the Kia A shit. Not, that, not to say that the Kia A, it's, like, sitting at 12 for me or something. Like, it's really close to the top 10. I just haven't heard anything of this caliber, of this kind of R&B, which is my favorite kind of R&B since i probably since the solange shit. i i would say the the 
live album what it's live. like uh it sounds a little bit more straight up neo soul to me like true to neo soul to me which i guess i kind of put the key a in that category but it, it almost sounds even a little bit more deconstructed than that um mm-hmm. and so that's part of the reason why i think this you know live.e record is a catchy one like i know there's a handful of songs out of here that i could send to people and it's it's like stuff they would like off off the rip um i've been suggesting the kia a album a lot and i know people like it and i know it's catching on with people but it's also one of those things that i definitely couldn't just send to just anybody to be honest uh there might be only one or two songs in there that i would send to just whoever um on that but that does not mean necessarily that i personally like it you know any more or less uh for that reason it's just i think that is a strength of the 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 um liv.e album is that it's it's um you can hear it not know what it is and and be excited about it i think so um yeah any last praise i mean i just in short like what you're talking about is i try to relate or make an analogy for all this music like food you know all what day. I mean? It's like you're what you're talking about with this record. It's very specific, and maybe you know, very small niche group people might think it's like the best shit ever, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not a cheeseburger, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's not being ingested by the masses, but it might be a sophisticated uh, dish that you get somewhere else. That's like maybe meant for a certain kind of group of people. Yeah. With the KIA record versus this record, but. and it's one of those things where you're like. Hey man, I know if just more people tried this, they'd love it. You know? That's true too. And that's what <laughs> and that's what I want to implore with all listeners, right? Is that you want them to try new things, listen to new things. Oh damn, my girl just brought the joint in here. We almost done. I was wondering, I was like, can I roll on this? I was like, Yeah, I go ahead, man. I mean, we're almost finished. You do what you gotta do, man. Okay. This was just gifted to me. So I was going to ask you while we got another like 10 ish minutes, 10 to 15 minutes before we get out of here. And I guess yeah. before we do that, I'll say we got obligatory of the week. There are only two albums I really wanted to bring up on here. And that was we reviewed only built for Cuban links recently, which obligatory uh, did. And I, sorry, Jared, I don't know if you I know we've been bringing up obligatory, but I don't know if you know ex- exactly what obligatory is. I don't. OK, so obligatory is a group of music reviewers will say, quote unquote, uh, Trent, myself, other friends who started it. Uh, they got me into it. I got Trent into it and some other friends. But people that do similar to what I do, it may not be a podcast, but they run an Instagram page or whatever. Basically, we do like a, 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 meta, a, a Metacritic type approach of like averaging all the scores between us, the staff, quote unquote, and then the followers the community grade or whatever we average those two numbers and then we get a, a one to 100 score i love it man i love your guys' system man because it's just uh like i'm trying to compare it like someone like pitchfork for instance who was like a tight he is a titan in the music critic world um I kind of became, I was a huge fan of Pitchfork on early onset. Mm-hmm. And then I started to really dislike Pitchfork as the years went on. 
time. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason was that I felt like uh, there was almost like a pitchfork model to things. Like it was like if you didn't fit into the pitchfork uh, framework, then you weren't going to get a high rating or whatever. And what I appreciate what you guys do is you guys are truly just music lovers. You love music and you're listening to it and you're coming from that place and you're saying this one hit these strings for me or this one didn't and i think if critics and people who are analyzing music come from that place every time you can't go wrong yeah Um, yeah i do think we were trying to like de-emphasize i really try to refrain from calling myself a music critic critic. even though i put in the work it's it's really just like it, it purely comes out of a place of fandom at the end of the day like, well, you diggers. <clears throat> let's say, let's call it that. How about that? Rather than being a critic, let's call it um, you're mining. You guys are always mining, and, yeah. and that's that's kind of where, um, rather than criticizing, you're just talking about what things hit you the hardest, what right. you felt the most. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. Well, um, I I have also really enjoyed the obligatory model because it's just been a really consistent, um stream of albums reviewed the page has just been churning out uh reviews it keeps me you know and it just fits with it with the the model that we have here like listening to new music every week and talking about it and whatnot so we do a segment obligatory of the week where i just you know bring up some of the recent posts that we did um the two recently that interested me like i said one was only be only built for cuban links uh raekwon we classic yeah we we did um a giveaway for this too something new that we're going to be doing with our anniversary posts like the biggest ones of the month uh they're going to be paired with like a giveaway and so the first one we did we gave that album out shout out to the guy who got it can't remember what his at was but um the album itself came in at a 91.2 which puts it i don't know somewhere in the 20s the 20s of uh like top albums we've ranked overall i think a 91's up there somewhere 20s 30s um it's very high so we went real high on one end of the spectrum and then we went real low because we reviewed uh fucking little dicky uh goddamn <laughs> professional rapper five-year anniversary we reviewed that shit i've never listened to that album because i've never listened to little dicky really uh although i did listen to that save that money song back in the day that song's cool it slaps you know i like that narrative saving money in hip-hop whatever um but then i just realized this album is about like he's rapping about like jerking off to the 14 year old topanga and like (laughs) rapping about how badly he wants to say the n-word and i'm just like this is not this is not music to me so uh i dropped it i don't really i don't really I, I don't listen to albums I know I'm not going to like, so that's why you rarely get, like, a low or, like, a really rough score from me, but I'm not going to lie. I dropped the 1.5 on it, you know? I had to bring the hammer down. Um, did not find it very amusing. And, uh, all right, we, we yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I said this elsewhere, but it, it's, like, a cross of my two least favorite things, which is average white rappers and edgy white comedians. And <laughs> wow. and uh, it's right. It sits right Dang, there in that. Like, that's actually 
it's insanely accurate yeah yeah so, you couldn't you you'd have to pay me a, a good sum of money to actually listen to this thing yeah we didn't get trent we didn't get trent's r- review on it i again i, I rarely go for that <laughs> but i knew i had I ammo so yeah. i don't have the time for that for that shit right now um so do you guys watch dave at all at all no Netflix? i don't i hear it's good no no, so and, I, and I'm, actually, I'm, I'm I kind of assumed that wouldn't. Yeah, I assumed that I wouldn't like that show. And then one of my coworkers, who he's a nice guy, but he's got a horrible. I everything he recommends is horrible. He recommended it, and so I was like, "Yeah, I stay away from that." <laughs> oh so, wait, this guy yeah, just is like has repeatedly suggested you crap. Bad stuff. He's the kind of guy who like sends me like YouTube videos of like just like stuff i don't care about like a sloth like a sloth crossing a street or some shit he's like yeah look at this sloth i'm like i don't know how do i connect with this yeah Yeah. what do you what do you want from me man (laughs) yeah um what i was gonna say about dicky because i'm kind of on the same boat with you guys when he first emerged i was like how i don't know how to take this i don't know how to to ingest this really um and he's satirical you know, he's a satire rapper, and I get that. Um, I just, I, I just can't connect with him. I have a hard the time thing connecting is, though, with him. If you're gonna be a satire rapper, you gotta be funny, like at least. And he's just <laughs> not. <laughs> he's just annoying. Like, yeah. I I'll mean, I won't. I won't act say. like there wasn't a single fucking moment on the album that I wasn't like, okay, I'm hearing a good beat, or. Oh, okay. That thing that he said was kind of funny, but you know they're never that far away from something I find extremely irritating, and just not what I'm here for in terms of music. And I don't know what the guy's story is, so you know I don't know how he came to be a rapper. But it does it does really strike me as the kind of album you would make if you were a comedian trying to break into the hip hop world. It doesn't necessarily feel like to me this is like. A, a a rapper who came up wanting to be a rapper really and um and uh, you know wanted to implement the funny side into it but i don't know it came off to me though as if like it was you know andy samberg or chris <laughs> delia started a rap career you know and that was kind of what got yeah. his name out there the most and then you know now he can he can make a tv show because he has the he can write and build a TV show because he has the the place to do that and whatnot. So, I don't know. I don't really want to spend too much time more talking Fine, about that because it got him. You know, we don't got too much more time here. A few more minutes. Um, got it. Got it. Got it. I'm sorry. It's taken us forever to ask you really a lot of questions, man. But ah, oh, man, it's not about me. It's about the music. It is about, about the me. music. It is absolutely. So again, glad we could have like both the homie aspect of things. Uh, in terms of the music reviewing, but also the, you know, uh, someone who makes and writes music themselves uh, being a part of this, because that is a perspective that we do not have. And I very much, you know, openly try to discuss music in that way that, you know, I'm a fan and not like a music person. But um, I don't know. Most of what I've known you to be working on as of late was we kind of like started talking to each other based off of the Black Party album endless summer which we liked a lot we talked about on the pod last year and that was trent that by the way that totally put me on uh to it thank you trent and uh 
Yeah, I yeah, like he, he, a lot. I mean, he 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 always finds those little gems, and so he he put me onto that. I liked it a lot. Was excited about it. Decided to write about it, and then that's kind of um, like how we started talking to each other. So I know you for that. You've been uh, putting me on to Dad as well. That you who you've been working with. Um, I don't know. Let me let me. Uh, who who else? What else have you been working on? Who else have you been working with? What is your uh, next move right now? So right now during covid i've been like just playing the shit out of my drums i'm a drummer first and foremost um and then i started um kind of wearing a producer hat more and more when i started working with uh, black party and carrie poe um but i started i met black party through carrie um because i got hired for a one-off show to play with carrie in tempe arizona and black party was the producer behind carrie um, and then they split and I stayed with, uh, with black party through the years. And mm-hmm. funny enough, the show that I played in Arizona, I met dad and he wasn't even a mu- like a real musician, quote unquote, he was a cellist, but he wasn't, he wasn't really chasing after anything. And I met him that same show. And then two years later, doc hits me up and doc is dad. Okay. Um, and you know that ball starts rolling but i've always kind of gravitated towards uh at least in the last decade towards r&b and hip-hop um but i was rooted in grunge and and punk as a youngster so it's kind of this i think what's why i get hired by people like black party or carrie is that i bring something different i'm not the general uh i'm not the usual drummer for that template well, I liked what you said when we were talking about the live album. Um, kind of that, like, this is really good. But you did have a moment in there where you're like, okay, I see where this could be even better. So is that kind of one of those things you're talking about that kind of um, makes you a little bit different to work with? I think at the end of the day, because I've, I've been thinking about this just through, like, what are... I'm sure everyone's been thinking about what their gifts are, what their talents are, and how they could contribute to the world in the best way right now, given the climate of things. And I think beyond <clears throat> genre-based, uh, I can hone in on something that's genuine. So when I work with an artist, um, they may throw up 50 ideas on the on the board, and I'm able to sift through those ideas and tell them how to navigate those ideas. Cause that's usually what the problem is with any talented artist is that they're throwing thousands of ideas on the board and then they get, you know, overwhelmed with which roads kind of navigate through and what's the focus of the idea. Yeah. And that's where I kind of come in. I'm like, I'm just telling them based on my job's very easy in, in that world where it's like they give out 20 great ideas and I pick five of them and hone in on that. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> man, that's a great way to think of it because their, their music is such a multi route to success type process. Um, and then success to you can be many different yeah, things. What is success? Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of, that's kind of, uh, important to understand. And if you can push towards something, um you know that's a that's a valuable it's a valuable component of the process to have so 
I know you didn't work on every like song on this Endless Summer project, right? No, I mean, I was in the studio for all of them. I don't, my drums aren't on all of them, but I'm on more than half the record. Right. Um, I can hear some drums on July. Yeah, July's me. Did you have any other... Uh, Smoke Break is, is like a good drum track, I think, between Spell and Smoke Break. Um, Black Samurai is the, the bassist on this, same as Thomas, um, Thomas from Gambino. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, keep an eye out for some of these kids that are on this record. They're all kind of doing their own stuff now. Um, really interesting stuff but basically i mean i don't know if anyone's interested but basically what the template is for black party is that uh malik or black party will give me a concept or an idea of a sample and i can mimic a drum sample and then add to it Mm. so we'll play live drum beats chop them up on the mp or in logic and then plug them back in to give it more of a hip-hop feel but so you still have that organic live band sound mixed with the npc feel it gives it its sound yeah you know i actually i think that's one of the best routes to go um i i love like in this track specifically it's all very tight like you need to get through some synthetic processing of the music but there's a very clear and tangible and crisp sounding you know drum in there and live feeling and with this track specifically too like the atmosphere of it and the blissfulness of of black party on there it literally makes me feel like i'm standing out in some like july breeze you know like i really get that tangible feel through it and I think that's yeah, what the mix man. of, of um, you know, synthetic and live production can do uh, for yeah. certain songs. So uh, It's so nice to hear you say that, though, man, because it's like totally what we were shooting for. So it's like it's nice to like, you know, you're like, I want this to be uh, accepted in this way or received in this way. And you yeah. received it exactly the way that it was intended. So. Yeah, that's uh that's very clear idea execution then because um that is the feeling i mean i think that is the song that sold me on the whole project uh to begin with dancing is probably my other favorite song on there uh period that's all malik on that one that's is that his name Malik? yeah malik is that's all his uh that's all him on dancing that's like straight out of his brain He's very talented. That's he makes it easy to work with because he's got so much good stuff for me to pull from wow. and uh, organize. But Doc Dad is going to be dropping some new music, I think, in two weeks, which I'm super excited about. I haven't even I haven't produced anything on the new stuff that's coming out, but I just love I just think that he's truly going to be a powerhouse in a couple of years. Uh, watch out for Dad. I really like what he's doing and the songs that you sent me, especially early on. Um, and funny too, like I randomly saw, you know, and I follow several hip hop Instagram accounts and I saw Mushu come up, uh, as someone shared it, someone really random just as like, yo, this is fire. You know, like they, they had no idea where it came from. 
um so I thought that was kind of funny. Cream rises to the top, man. Cream rises to the top, baby. Exactly, exactly. You so, know? yeah, I got to push a couple more of those songs. It's good to know that um, something else is coming here pretty soon. I'll remember to catch that and yeah. and let it fly. But, yeah, I want to go ahead and shut things down, man, and, and get ready for work. Uh, I'm sorry we couldn't do this section of things, like, a little bit longer. But uh, what's up, Grover? Hi. Yeah, we got we – got, we we dog sit, so we always got a new dog in here like every week. This week is Grover. Um, but, yo, Jared, thank you so much for wanting to come on the show and wanting to be on here. Uh, we enjoyed, I really enjoyed the, the music conversation that took place on this episode. So you're more than welcome to come back because we always just want to have like, I don't know, music conversations with people who process it a similar way or or uh you know can fit the conversation and you definitely did that we appreciate that you give us a new perspective being a a a, a actual person of music yourself and um i don't know man we we talked about some great music and i thought we had great conversations about great music as well couldn't agree more man i was just so happy that you guys even uh gave me the opportunity to come here and talk so keep doing what you guys are doing i really love it um i tap into it you know, whenever I can. And Trent, it's a pleasure meeting you as well. And uh, hopefully we can do this again sometime. All right. Yeah, bro. It was really nice to meet you. You got, wait, you got like the Instagram you want to drop or anything like that? Uh, anything you're working on? Jaja Wooderson is my Instagram. It's J-A-J-A-W-O-O-D-E-R-S-O-N. Um, and then just nothing. I'm just me and Malik and Black Party and we've been working on stuff. Nothing coming out right now, but we're definitely in the shed with COVID. And I'm excited yeah. to see what all these artists are doing right now because everyone's deep in the shit right now. So Yeah, I'm really honestly excited about the music that has been made during this time by artists that we like and already, you know, know. Um Cause there's been, you yeah. know, it's been an interesting year for sure, but there's been some, there's been a lot of really great music that's already come out. I feel like we'll continue to hear more great music because a lot of people had to take time really to themselves and, you know, <clears throat> uh, I don't know, just work on something. And Figure for a lot out. of people that was music yeah. dive right in or, or, um, you know, a lot of people are just have a lot on their minds at the time too. So uh, I'm really looking forward in general, just like more music coming this year, but in the future, uh, more music. And, and at the end of the day, man, I'm excited about what y'all are working on and I'm excited to hear more about it, especially from black party, especially from dad. Uh, we could probably, we could probably use some more car carry foe in the future too. Um, yeah. so anyways, man, um, thank you again. Uh, Trent, is there anything we didn't? I'm I'm forgetting before we get out of here. All right, no. season five, episode <laughs> two, first guest of the motherfucking season, Jared Jaja Wooderson. Go follow the boy. Go listen to that Black Party. We're gonna be posting about that dad, and uh, more on the way coming soon, I suppose. So, thank you again, man. We'll definitely have the man in the shack diesel shirt back. He'll have to wear a different but equally cool shirt because you set the bar very high. I got plenty, so okay, we got, we well, we'll some, see what we kind of work with. We'll see what kind of drip the homie <laughs> comes back with next time. <laughs> um, again, thanks again, man. It was really nice to actually talk to you and somewhat meet you. So, 
yeah, yeah let me know if you're if you are in portland how about that yeah. i'm gonna be Come out up. there i think uh i'm gonna be out there this winter dude so i'll definitely i'll pull up okay i'll be out here this winter as well i'm not going anywhere <laughs> so all right good shit all right cool Peace, y'all. y'all have good a lovely day. rest of your day enjoy the rest of the weekend trent love you bro thank you you the best jared peace bro peace out guys thanks for having me yeah happy saturday guys bet